Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father God, we come thanking you again for this week's podcast. We continue to pray for our government officials. We pray for this country in the grips of COVID-19. We pray for those who have lost loved ones. We continue to pray for those who are sick and that they will recover. We pray for peace in this land. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. This week, I want to talk about the wrong place at the wrong time. Now, we've all done it. We've been in a place that we should not be. When we know that we're in the wrong place at the wrong time, a sense of dread comes over us, for we know the end result is not going to be favorable. Today, I want to talk about five characters in the Bible and the consequences of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. When the Israelites were conquering the cities in the Promised Land, they enjoyed victory after victory. They were about to defeat the city of Jericho when Joshua warns the men not to take any of the idols and articles of Canaanite worship, but to bring all the valuables, the silver, gold, vessels of bronze, and iron, they are to be consecrated to the Lord. But everyone did not follow directions. Joshua chapter 7 describes what happens when you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Achan had taken items from Jericho and hid them in his tent. Meanwhile, the men of Israel sent spies to their next target city, Ai. The spies recommended to Joshua that they only send two or three thousand soldiers. No sense sending the entire army. Ai was a small city. Joshua sent 3,000 men, but the men of Ahi repelled the attack. They killed 36 Israelites and set the stage for that sense of dread I referred to earlier. Fear gripped the camp of the Israelites as they suffered their first defeat. Had God left them? Should they have sent more men? Why did they lose this battle when they had been so successful in past encounters? Joshua 7 and 11 answers the question. It says, Israel has sinned. And they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have even taken some of the cursed things, and have both stolen and deceived, and they have also put it among their own stuff. My friends, one of the problems of being in the wrong place at the wrong time is that you are guilty by association. Achan's sin cost 36 men their lives and put a huge damper on the mood of the camp. The next day, Achan's sin was uncovered. Listen to what Achan says in Joshua 7.21. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. And there they are, hidden in the earth, in the midst of my tent, with the silver under it. Folks, what happens next is surely being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Joshua ordered Achan, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that he had to be stoned and burned with fire. The next wrong place, wrong time moment, is found in 1 Samuel 6. David had just been made king, and he wanted to bring Israel's national treasure, the Ark of the Covenant, back to Jerusalem. Twenty years earlier, the Philistines had captured the Ark, 
but returned it after they were all stricken with tumors. David arranges for the ark to be brought from the house of Abinadab, with his two sons, Uzzah and Ahio, driving a new cart. David also arranged for the musicians to play as the ark was being transported. It was a joyful time for Israel, for the Ark of the Covenant was finally coming home. As the cart was moving along, one of the oxen stumbled, and Uzzah grabbed the Ark to steady it. In an instant, God struck him down, and he died by the Ark. Now this sounds like being in the wrong place at the wrong time, and it is. God told the Israelites how he wanted the Ark to be transported in Exodus 25, verses 12 through 15. Number one, it was to be carried using the golden poles that were to be inserted through the two rings on each side of the ark. Number two, the ark was only to be transported by Levites, specifically the sons of Kohath. You find that in Numbers 4.15. Number three, the ark was not to be touched lest they die. Thus, Uzzah was in the wrong place at the wrong time. My friends, in Job chapters 1 and 2, God is bragging on his servant Job for being a righteous and upright man, and Satan proclaims that Job only praises God because God protects him. Take away the protection, and Job would curse you, Satan said. God agrees to remove his protection from Job and tells Satan he can do anything he wants to Job except kill him. Talk about being in the wrong place. I'm not sure if you can appreciate the fact that Satan wants to kill you, but God won't allow it. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Your life cannot compare to Job. In ancient times, a man's wealth was based on his possessions. In one day, Job lost his donkeys, his sheep, his servants, his seven sons, and his three daughters. Talk about having a bad day, but it gets worse. Next, Satan attacks Job's health by afflicting him with painful boils from his head to his feet. Yes, Job was in the wrong place at the wrong time, but in all of Job's affliction, he never charged God. This is a lesson on the sovereignty of God. He is able to do whatever he would like with his creatures, including turn them over to Satan. When we get to chapter 42 of Job, God restores Job with double the livestock he once had, and gave him seven more sons and three beautiful daughters. God gets the glory. Next, we have David in the wrong place at the wrong time. Second Samuel 11 and 1 says that in the spring of the year, kings go out to battle. David sent his commander Joab, but he stayed in Jerusalem. When David saw Bathsheba taking a bath, he had to have her. But she was the wife of Uriah one of David's valiant men. David sent for her. She came to the palace, and David got her pregnant. He probably wished he was out to battle instead of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. David arranges for Uriah to be killed in battle, then takes Bathsheba to be his wife. Their love child became sick and died. The sins of David displeased God, but David asked for forgiveness. Friends, if you end up in the wrong place at the wrong time, you too can ask for forgiveness. Finally, the story of Jonah has several themes, including being in the wrong place at the wrong time, several times. The Lord commanded Jonah to go preach to the city of Nineveh, but Jonah boarded a ship headed to Joppa. Here are three classic mistakes. Number one, 
being disobedient to God. Number two, running from God. And number three, hiding from God. You can't do any of those and get away with it. Jonah 1 and 4 says, The Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. My Christian comrades, one of the worst experiences I've ever had was to be on a deep-sea fishing boat with eight-foot swells. Everybody on the boat was sick. I was so glad when that trip ended. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Should have never left the dock. But Jonah was also in the wrong place at the wrong time. God had to do a course correction. Jonah convinced the men of the ship to throw him overboard so that the seas would calm down. God arranged for a large fish to swallow Jonah, and he stayed in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Talk about wrong place. I can imagine Jonah thanking God for the fish saving him that first night. That second day and night would give Jonah time to reflect on his poor choice of travel plans. Not to mention the stench of rotting fish in the fish's belly. By day three, God had Jonah's complete cooperation. My Christian friends, God's will is going to be accomplished with or without you and I. It would be in our best interest if we went along with the plan. Jonah 2 and 10 says, So the Lord spoke to the fish and had vomited Jonah onto dry land. Folks, there is nothing smellier or nastier than fish vomit. In Jonah chapter 3, it says that the Lord instructed Jonah to go to Nineveh a second time. I can imagine Jonah wasting no time getting to Nineveh. Has the Lord called you to do something? Have you obeyed? Or are you running and hiding? He may be telling you to accept his invitation for salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. Will you stop running and trust him as your savior? Pray this prayer with me. Father, I'm tired of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. I ask that you place me where you want me so that I will be in the right place all the time. In Jesus' name, amen. I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. Or you may write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. We would love to hear from you. Or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.